Welcome to episode 10 of Ambassadors of Joy, the Maharishi Effect with Patty Iyer, a story of food and love. Welcome back to Ambassadors of Joy, where we talk about the intersection of spirituality and business so that we can gain some clarity and bring back into our lives to spread more joy into the world. We are so excited to have with us Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Amy and I have known Patty for so long, and he has always been very supportive of our businesses and <laughs> the, or the lack going on. <laughs> I feel so much joy already. I know Amy, you do too, just being here with you, Patty. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you, Amy. It means so much to us that you're taking time from your busy schedule to be sitting with us. Priya and I were just talking about how grateful and blessed we are to have people like you and the other guests on our podcast so far to join us in these conversations because you guys are super busy out there saving the world. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today. <laughs> and they're all so humble. Patty is shaking his head. Yeah, you know, yeah. Saving the world is the second thing, but whenever you and Priya call me, I'm always there. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm always Thank there. You so much. And I know you do that for a lot of the amazing people in your life as well. So we're all so, so, so grateful. We love you, you, Patty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we usually start our episodes by setting an intention mm -hmm. for ourselves and our audience just so we can set our minds around positive intention to set the mood for the episode and give us a chance to kind of reset for a few moments before we start diving in. Diving in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did you have an intention in mind, Patty, that you would like to share with us today? And it could be anything that you maybe normally think of to start your days intention is to see the sunshine oh i love that i actually really like that <laughs> <laughs> that encompasses so much sunshine makes people happy it brings energy it brings joy it's looking at the positives yeah yeah thank yeah. you so let's do that let's set our intentions to bring the sunshine and be the sunshine and look at the sunshine and look for the sunshine yes. Beautiful. I love that, Patty. Thank you so much for bringing joy into our podcast already before we even begin. <laughs> Thank you. So before we start this episode, I would love to talk about the title of this episode that we have chosen because of how Patty makes us feel inside and is this concept called the Maharishi effect. And I think it was back in the 1960s where the transcendental meditation practice has done a study of how one individual's consciousness can actually have a profound effect on the local environment and community. So they did this study where they placed monks in different cities, and they saw that over time, just by the presence of one monk, they were able to uplift the vibrations and the level of happiness and productivity of an entire city, which could be you know thousands or even millions of people. And I wanted to bring this concept up in our conversation because I feel like Patty Yu is a living example of the Maharishi effect. I feel like your passion for the Bay Area community has literally uplifted thousands of families across the cities in the Bay Area. And just your presence alone, I know, just hearing your voice for like a few As seconds. As we already know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we already 
laughing so hard. Oh my God. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I have so much positive energy just like sitting here. I'm not even physically with you because I'm in New York and you're in SF, but it's wonderful. Well, which is actually good. You're out there. You're not seeing me blush. <laughs> So, uh, should we talk a little bit about how we met Patty? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Patty owned a really fabulous coffee shop called Patty's Coffee (laughs) in Union City for a long time. And it was one of like the staple cafes of the area. And back then, so this is, oh gosh, 2008. It's like 11 or 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was living in Fremont, and Amy, I think you were still in Alameda. Yes, I was. Yeah, and we were working on an e-commerce business together. And we started to go to Patty's Coffee and work from there. And I don't even remember exactly when we met you, Patty. It was during the coffee hours. I think one of you had just come in either to study or to do some. As is my want, I would just make an ass of myself and being, <laughs> being nosy and say, oh, who are you? What are you doing? And what brings why you, are you out here? here and everything? And then, why are you here? You <laughs> In know? my coffee shop. <laughs> so I think that's how we met. Then one thing led to another. Then I think Priya, you were the first person there. Then Amy joined up and then that's how I met y'all. And the rest is history. The rest is history, as they say. And, and you were broaching about the e-commerce site. I think we did two shows in the shop. We did. We you, did two shows. Yeah. yeah. Patty very graciously allowed us to use his space at the coffee shop to actually sell some inventory. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and actually now looking back at it, I think you were light years ahead of your time because Stitch yes. Fix is now Stitch Fix is now <laughs> is now what you two started off at the coffee house. Am I right? Yes, Amy? you are. Every time that Stitch Fix comes up or or even Amazon right now is doing the try before you buy program where like mm, it sounds very familiar to what we've done 10 years ago when e-commerce was not really paid attention to. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being ahead of your time. Yes. Mm. There's nothing wrong with being pioneers, if you will. I mean, they forced the part, but do they reach the end? Probably not. There'll be somebody else who'll take it over. But you have forced the path. Right. You, know? mm. you have begun the journey, if you will. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me of a recent story that someone was telling about Jack Ma and Alibaba. You know, he actually failed a couple of times even in his early days building Alibaba, but his concept have never actually changed. It's just that he kind of stuck to the path. And he actually, the second time around, I think, was when the market was ripe for it. So it's really about timing and the alignment, whether or not the community or the industry and the market is ready for you to introduce that concept. So you're right. <laughs> Thank you for believing in us, Patty. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. have good taste. You could be a great investor. <laughs> oh, I should have got those photographs. Actually, I think I have it online, the photographs. Maybe I'll, I'll send you the link later on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe they'll be posted in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> there you go. You want me to do that? I can do that. <laughs> uh, we had a really funny sale sign, too. Do you remember, Amy? There's something we were cracking up about. I think it said, like, bang or something. I don't know. Yeah, I oh mean, even gosh. just the name of our e-commerce company, I would we would be sending these test packages to our friends, and they're like, just pinch me. It sounds a little raunchy. Do I really that's want that right. showing up <laughs> just, in my office? That's right. You know, I was like, that's mm, right. yeah, you're probably right, but just go with it. <laughs> and the mannequin right by the door. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
yes. Patty, we're so grateful that you're like, okay, you can totally do this to my coffee shop. Put the mannequin in the front. Like people won't even know that it's a coffee shop anymore. I'll close it for a few hours for you too, sure. I'll lose the business over this. Just as long as I'm supporting you guys. But that, that's just the, the example of how supportive Patty is of his community. Thank you. Yeah. And you did quite a bit to support entrepreneurs, I remember, at that time as well. Yes, we did. Actually, if you would look at it from a technology perspective, Just Pinch Me was one of the things. And then I don't know if you remember, but when you had to log into our yes. Wi-Fi, you had to go through a first step. That first step was being done by four other customers. They were building a box to build a relationship between the Wi-Fi provider and advertisers. Mm. They didn't know how to do it. So I, I gave them the approach and told them how to do it. And I introduced them to a few coffee houses and everything. And actually, they are now, they sold themselves, if I'm correct, to a Norwegian company. Wow. They sold the technology to a Norwegian company. So, you know, and the others, there are, you know, we started off a few journalistic sites at the coffee house. A lot of artists and theater people pass through our doors. I don't know if in Castro Valley, there's a theater company called Plethos Productions. And Karen, who runs that, was really, I think, oh. 302 batch of Logan, she passed through the coffee house mm -hmm. and we had encouraged her and she had moved on to New York for theater and stuff like that. But, you know, there, there's so many instances. I'm just, wow. um, I don't want to single out people, which is, I'm not being fair to the other people who have come through the doors. And the whole philosophy was, look, you want to do something, do it. Mm. But you don't want to sit back and regret. Yes. Yeah. You don't need to have a 2020 mm -hmm. mindset. You want to do it just do it. My doors are open for you to do it. And if I can give you the opportunity, just try it out. If it doesn't work, heck, it doesn't work. If mm. it works, it works. So what's the 2020 mindset? Oh, dear, I should have done it. Mm. You know, I really should have done it. Oh, um, they did it now. Look, what happens if I had done it? Yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, it's called looking back in regret. I love that. Amazing. We're starting this off with such a bang. How did you get that mindset to stick with you throughout your life, Patty? What has helped you to gain that positivity or gain that insight into just kind of doing it without any regrets? Uh, now you're asking me to go back in time and I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> and Patty, you're not old, by the way. You are so young at heart and even like your laugh and your energy. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we are kids when we're with you. You're not old at all. <laughs> I feel like I'm a zombie right now compared to Patty. You can't see him in the studio here in San Francisco laughing up a riot, and I'm just like sitting still. Still. <laughs> exactly. We're basically uh, like children right now. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to ask what brings about, a, you know, being positive. You see, one of the biggest failings in mankind, if you will, is being critical of other mm. people. It took me a long time to understand that I have my faults as well, okay? And with my faults, I shouldn't be really looking for faults in other people. Mm. I'm trying to project my faults onto somebody else. And, you know, that's really not the way to live life. That's really not the way to live life. The whole simple fact is when you look in the mirror, you see a person with blemishes and with faults and everything. So what gives you the right to talk to other people about their faults? The second thing, you know, you have a span in this earth, if you will, or as a human being. And you make the best of the span that you have in whatever way. You want to spend that 
span getting drunk heck you know you do that you want to get that span getting stoned out of your mind go ahead and do that you want to use that span in working and helping others you can do that it's all your choice I have a question for you, Patty, sure, sure. on this concept. So what about for maybe those members of our audience who do want to do really great things with the span mm-hmm. that they have, but they think that even taking moments to maybe take care of themselves is wasting the time that they could use. How do you balance that with your time in your life? How do you make sure that you're taking care of yourself and at the same time taking advantage of the time that you do have here the word that was most often used in that question that you asked me was time hmm see time is a construct it's a numerical construct so if you're trying to define everything that you want to do in that numerical frame then you have a problem mm. we all have commutes we all go to work and you know so we all are governed by the fact that oh dear i have to spend 3 hours in the train or i have to spend 2 hours driving or you know i have to spend the 8 hours at work and all that sort of things and then where does that leave i don't have time to say go play with my dog or play with my kids you're putting a number on the thing that you want to do okay so time really is boundless your span here is a time and you know even if you 5 minutes or 2 minutes you just you're walking down the street you smile at somebody you done something hmm. you done something there's nothing wrong when you're walking down the street to just say hey good morning how are you doing mm-hmm. you might be having a bad hair day in my case i have a bad hair day because i have no hair tadi <laughs> definitely has hair because i'm looking at him now <laughs> he's saying that some people might be thinking that <laughs> how many people did you wish today on the street a good morning or at least smile at them How many people did you all do? None. Or maybe one. You've done your job. You smiled at somebody, you've done your job. You made, you don't know, but the fact that you smiled at the other person made their day. You don't need to spend five hours a day doing mm. good for people. Mm. You don't need to spend five hours a day trying to do something for yourself. Okay, the act of smiling, the act of saying, hey, hey, good morning, how are you doing? Just walking down the street and all that sort of thing. It's perfectly good. It's almost like you're saying that all of these different parts of our lives are just a part of who we are in every moment. Yes, mm. it's fate. Your destiny is who you are. Oh. You're destined to be who you are. And trusting that, right? It sounds like you don't have to really plan for it in a way and say, oh, I need a lot this much of my life in terms of time to do this versus that. Mm-hmm. No. Just kind of stepping into it as if you know that that will happen and it is already happening for you. Yeah, just walk out of the door. You know, it's like I said, you wake up in the morning, you see the sun. Okay, today in the Bay Area, you won't be able to see so much because of the wildfire. And I'm really, it's a, the tragic situation up there. So, you know, I don't want to make light of that situation. But it's just the fact that to step out, smile at somebody or something like that. It's who you are. It's what you are meant to be. If I were to joke, you know. My destiny is to be this jackass that walks along the street so people don't have to pay the fees to go to the Oakland Zoo. They just have to look at me. Okay, so it is what it is. So for you then, in your life, how did you come to learn who you are and what you're meant to be? I got a big whopping from my dad. <laughs> As did I. <laughs> As do all. But it takes a while. It takes a while to find out who you are. 
I mean, who you are is not a nomenclature thing. Oh, my name is Paddy or my name is Priya or my name is Amy. That's not the thing. But who you are is, what are you supposed to be doing here? Mm, your purpose. Your purpose. Takes a while. Some people find it. Some people don't. Have I found it? I don't think so. I'm still finding it. Mm. I'm still finding it. But the day I die, would I have found it? Probably not. Do you feel that you are closer to that purpose, Patty, with what it is that you are living in your day to day? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there in the sense the coffee house was a good exposure into helping people out. Mm. Mm. This would be a great time to introduce Daily Bowl. Thank you. Patty, would you like to tell us about it? Sure. So as you know, I own the coffee house down in Union City. And one of the things we would do at the coffee house is when we had the leftover food and everything, we would just either just give it to the staff to take home or just give it to the customers to sit and eat in the night or just give it to the people who are homeless and stuff like that. We're already doing something with that out of, out of sheer, you know, the fact that we needed to get rid of it. But when I closed the coffee house, I was trying to figure out, okay, what's the next step? And I started volunteering at a local food pantry line. And it's because I knew the staff out there. So I said, you know what, I'll just come and help you out. And then one thing led to another. I started looking at it and started analyzing uh, why is there hunger? Why do people need food? Why is there hunger in the community? Why is there an existence of a food bank or a food pantry and everything? So I started digging deeper. And then one of the data that came about was the kids in the schools, they're coming to school hungry. It's because parents can't afford food mm. or, you know, now you're looking at socioeconomic factors, i.e. income inequity, and then wealth inequity. So you started doing all that. And all I was just looking at why were people coming to the food pantry? That was just that one question I had. Mm -hmm. Why were you coming to the food pantry line? And then you start digging deeper and then you find all these factors associated with it. And one of the factors that we really dived into was there is tremendous food wastage. Mm let's take a point. Food wastage is not necessarily stuff that you eat, but stuff that you see and stuff like that. So when you go to the grocery store, you you buy 10 pounds of onions or, you know, 10 pounds of potatoes or whatever, but you might actually wind up using maybe a pound. So now you've lost nine pounds. Or when you go to the grocery store, you touch the tomato and it's, oh, it's a little squishy. I don't want it. So you Wasting that. put it back. You waste it at the source level. So the store then will find out, oh, that little squishy tomato is not moving, so they toss it, right? But you don't know there's another family who can use a little squishy tomato, okay? All they have to do is just chop off the little bit now that's being used, right? So we looked at food wastage, both from groceries and produce standpoint, and we married that with this problem of hunger, mm. If I can control or if I can help the producers control their food wastage by finding avenues for... Distribution. Distribution. Thank you. I think I've done a little bit of something here. Wow. Just want to pause right there and ask you something, Patty. So these are very big issues. I just want to also say that these are issues that is in the Bay Area, right? Like Because our audience might be coming from that Bay Area because we have a lot of friends... We all grew up there. And I think it's really important to know that this hunger issue, these social economic issues that Patty is bringing up is actually happening in Silicon Valley, in the mm -hmm. Bay Area, all around us every single day. Mm -hmm. It exists right yes. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
my question is, these are huge issues. And it's easy for, I think, a person to think that, oh, there's so much to do here. I'm not even going to try or I can't do it. But it sounds like you never even had a doubt in your mind. So I just wanted to kind of get a sense of how you were able to kind of see the issue and then what your mindset was when you decided to do something about it. Did you have any hesitations? And if not, why not? Well, I was already doing it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was, all, I was already doing it in the sense I was at the food pantry line helping out people. And then I started looking at food waste. I was talking to people. This was just about the time I closed the coffee house and I was just, quote unquote, trying to find myself. Mm. But so when I started looking at this, you know, we don't have kids. But when you hear about this data from the schools that comes out saying kids are coming to school hungry, that's when it, you look at it and say, you know what? I never did think about that. I thought school's kids were always getting fed and everything. Yeah. So then you started digging and. And the process of digging by itself formulated what we're doing. Interesting, yeah. You see, and then we realized that, okay, this Silicon Valley technology term, the last mile, you know, I want to abuse it and mm. say, you know, we did look at it as a last mile approach mm -hmm. between the producers and the consumers. Mm -hmm. The producer level, I do have some consumers. Mm -hmm. and that's what we have done. So we become the mechanism for distribution of the excess. That's amazing. Wow. And have you seen the access kind of increasing over time, Patty? I just kind of want to get a gauge as to how some of these social economic forces are actually happening right now. And what is kind of the trend line that you're seeing in the work that you have been doing in the last couple of years? It's pretty bad. So I don't want to paint a grim picture. On the other hand, it is my job to paint your grim yes, picture because some it's of awareness, us... awareness, so I think it's important. Yeah, yes. And because some of us do live in gilded ivory towers, so we don't see what's going on. Or in the case of Mary Antoinette, if they can't eat bread, let them eat cake because she's living in an ivory tower. But you don't look at the reality down there. The reality is there are families who are working three or four jobs. The reality is this is the Bay Area. It's bloody expensive and families work three or four jobs and they can't afford food or they can afford food, but they can't afford rent or they can afford rent and food, but they can't afford other the necessities of mm. life. So a lot of families do slip in their cars. This issue is not necessarily... Okay, yes, it is a Bay Area issue, but when I'm looking at the data and when I talk to other people and everything, it is kind of becoming a national phenomenon. It's slowly percolating up there because income inequity is on the rise. Okay, wealth inequity is on the rise. And it may not be as culturally dominant as it is in the Bay Area right now, but it's coming up there, especially with, and I don't want to bring the political system into this talk here, but the changing mindset of the administration on who gets supported mm -hmm. and who do not get supported, it is impacting a lot of nonprofits. And all of us are trying to figure out, trying to come up with answers on how to help the community. In short, that is what it was. Mm -hmm. It's a struggle. It's a struggle for the families. It's a struggle for us. And how are we helping out the producers? How are we helping out the consumers? You know, it's now it's all raising awareness. Mm. When I go talk to the producers, which is a grocery store, and you know, I can tell them, look, don't waste it. I can take it. Okay, if it's really bad, I won't take it. But if it can be salvaged, even 60%, I can take that. Now, what is happening is I'm reducing the producers' compost bills. Mm-hmm. 
so basically the compost and at the same time reducing those items going into landfill and causing you know even your organic material do they create landfill yes cause methane they create the methane problem takes 25 okay. years yeah. to decompose an apple yes yeah. Apple, yes. right? So, you know, I'm, I'm taking it out there. So now what has happened? I've reduced their composting bills and I'm giving it out to the consumers. They can use it. They can do whatever they want to do with it. So now a family can get, if they weren't able to afford an apple, now they get an apple for free. But maybe it's 90% of an apple. The 10% gets tossed off. So you're building up this awareness and then now people are realizing, oh, you know, why should I waste it? I can take it. It's blemished, but it's edible. Mm-hmm. we had also helped the organizations like us are really helped by the fact that we live in the state of california which is very which is people are very aware of what is going on so you know sb 1838 sb 1838 was signed into law by jerry brown i may not be exactly clear on the law but it says 20% of it's really working on reducing landfills or the organics going into landfill and perfectly edible food going into landfill so the future is bright if you will i mean to look at it in the other way so. mhm so given all of the different things that you need to bring together the components you need to bring together to make daily bowl mm-hmm. work and mm-hmm. to grow it and mm-hmm. to create this impact that you're creating is it important for you to stay positive day to day and like how do you do that i mean you have to it's not okay it's not that you don't have to but you know <laughs> you should it helps you are <laughs> <laughs> it, it helps, you know. Okay, so we all have all the bad hair days and the car doesn't start, twist your ankle or you do whatever is like, oh, dear Lord, you're driving down the street and you see road rages and everything. And it's like, you know, but at the end of the day, you just sit in the slow lane, just, you know, merrily chug along to go about your own life and everything. It's because at that particular point of time, you have something better than the people who are suffering. Right. You're grateful for what you have at the moment and therefore... you're grateful yes. for what you have you're grateful for the fact that in your car you have a jug full of water right or a cup of coffee there are some people who don't yes you know that's really interesting i was thinking about that today myself and thinking about how we're trained by society to always want more and think about the lack and what we don't have and it's kind of so silly isn't it when you think about it because you could be complaining about not having like the latest game for your ps4 <laughs> mm-hmm. which i wouldn't know because i don't use it but anyway yeah. <laughs> right but, but that could be it <laughs> right but then here is so many people who don't have even water to drink mm-hmm. yeah it's really this concept of if we find ourselves in this position where we're stressed out and we're fighting something as a struggle and things are becoming negative for us we can take a step back let's take a step back let's take a step back so to a lot of people taking a step back could be going into their religious mode or whatever mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to very loosely a paraphrase john lennon you know religion is nothing <laughs> but the opium for the masses okay your religion is what you believe in your religion is not what you are asked to believe in mhm it's basically trying to find your spiritual balance and when i say spiritual balance i don't mean from a religious perspective but from your outlook in life case in point priya was just mentioning if you starting going to go negative it means your internal spiritual balance is shifting oh i love that you're saying that your spirituality is your own set of beliefs right mm-hmm. not necessarily yeah, yeah. from religion right no no mm. yes 
religion is something that you believe in it because you fear the unknown. Right. Right. That's the basis of it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Patty, do you have a vision of how all of this can transmute in terms of the current situation that you're working with, with Daily Bo and the situation in general, and how that could actually become something in terms of a solution that you see? Like, do you have that vision in your mind that you're working towards in general and pushing everyone along your journey? Is that something mm-hmm. that you can share with us? Because that would be really helpful. I feel like that's something that you look to, to also gain that source of positivity, it feels like. Let me bring about a little data here, okay? And the answer might roll into your question. The average household in America wastes nearly $1,200 worth of food every year. Yes. So you are buying food, you think you're going to use it, and then you're wasting it. We all have been guilty of it, and my household is no different. We do tend to buy produce. Actually, I do tend to buy produce and then not use it and stuff like that. But if you were to use that $1,200 as a hypothetical example of your outlook or what you want to do, you see, I have $1,200. How can I help? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at it that way. I have $1,200. How can I help? You don't have to be on the a Daily Bowl bandwagon. You don't have to be on the Ambassadors of Joy, the bandwagon. Okay? Mm-hmm. You basically are your own wagon. Mm-hmm. The wagon of $1,200. How can I help? And that, in turn, will bring about a change It's a ripple effect. You help somebody. Maybe that somebody will help or not. It's the linking of arms around. Yes. That's really interesting because to me it ties back to this notion of being grateful for what you have. I was imagining the sentence that you said, I have $1,200, how can I help? And another person can look at the same amount of money and say, I only have $1,200, I can't help. You can't help. But I look at it the other way around. Yeah. I look at it the other way around. That person actually talked to you and said, I only have $1,200. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the other way of looking at it in the sense that person is being positive by admitting he's got only $1,200. Hmm. Which basically meant that he would like to help, but he can't. Hmm. Right. This is amazing because, Patty, as we're sitting here, Amy, remember how we've talked about how our guests are so wonderful because they come in and they're just really living examples where they're living at this higher kind of (laughs) vibration. Yes, they are. And it's so ingrained into your behavior, Patty, and into your thoughts, just thinking in these ways Mm -hmm. and thinking in terms of how you can help and staying positive and leveraging your curiosity. So I wanted to kind of break down some of the things that you've said. Sure. And the first thing is this idea of you have done so much, Patty, Mm -hmm. with Daily Bowl already. And even those first steps that you took could be so difficult for somebody else out there who has a dream, but Mm -hmm. then maybe they're intimidated Mm -hmm. by how big of a thing that they're trying to solve. And it goes back to also our episode on the flywheel, Amy. Mm -hmm. I think, Patty, one thing that you mentioned that you were able to do is that you started volunteering at the food pantry and you knew there was an issue you wanted to learn more about and you leveraged your curiosity to gain momentum and to move forward bit by bit. Yeah. 
until things started to become more clear. Crystal, yes. yeah. Crystal clear. And the momentum started building. And you got that flywheel, as we said in the previous episode, moving. And so for me, that's a great way to translate what you've been able to do, Patty, as an inspiration for our audience who wants to do things Thank at you. a similar yes. level. And I just want to also jump in there, sorry, before I lose this thought, Priya. And it's what you're saying in terms of recapping Patty's experience of just being someone who's volunteering in his own community. There's so many of us mm -hmm. that understands that service is something that we should incorporate in our lives. There's a lot of corporate companies out there that has these volunteer programs that you can join as activities for team bonding. But a yes. lot of times... When we get there, we see it as just that activity. We don't actually dive deep and say, why do people need to be here to volunteer for this cause? Like, what's happening here? What is causing this problem or, or this need or this pain point that we need to gather here mm -hmm. to solve? And mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't look beyond just that alone. You've taken it further. You actually, like, ask the questions. Mm -hmm. you, you were curious. You were trying to get clarity. That's right. So there's two ways to approach the volunteering aspect from a corporate level. You know, that's because it's a do-good status for the corporation. Okay, so sometimes you might buy into the do-good status of the corporation and sometimes you may not. But the fact that you're going out there by your will or against your will, is it means you're doing something for the community. Right. And that is a big step forward. That's a big step forward. The point here is not global domination of something that mm -hmm. you're doing. You just try to find what you want to do if you can do even 10% of it, I think you are taking the right step. I think you're taking the right step. The fact is you're doing it. The fact is you're doing it. Just pinch me. Y'all did it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Y'all did it. The holy hour. Y'all did it. Mm -hmm. Or you got a website up, which means mm -hmm. you did it. <laughs> right? Which is a big step. Did it work? It might have. Mm -hmm. But understandably, the passions or your outlooks changed. But the fact is you did something. Mm -hmm. And that's what you should do. Yeah. And that's what you should do. And to me, and honestly, to a large extent, you know, I would be really remiss if I didn't mention it, but the support system at home that I have for my wife, that to a large extent has helped me go out and do a lot of stuff. If I can't sell a product to my wife, <laughs> I cannot sell it to Amy and Priya. Mm -hmm. If I can't sell this vision to my wife, I cannot sell it to Amy and Priya, where I'm using Amy and Priya as the hypothetical consumers of the vision. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody needs. You need somebody who believes and trusts in the vision. Hmm. So I have a recap of a couple of inspired actions. Yes. The first one being the one that we touched on a little bit is for members of our audience who want to really drive some change and do something big mm -hmm. and reach for those dreams to leverage their curiosity, mm -hmm. to start building momentum and taking steps towards the things they want to achieve. And the second one is that in reaching for those dreams, it does help to stay positive. Yes. And you can do so by taking a step back and being grateful for what you have and seeing the positive in the situation and in everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think it's clear from even our conversation so far, Patty, that you always do that. In even this example that we talked about of this hypothetical, oh, I have $1,200, but I only have that, so I can't help. Mm -hmm. Your response was, but look at the positive in that. 
they're saying they want to help, but they only have this much. That's mm-hmm. right. So what can I do with that? Yeah. So I was like looking at the positives and thinking about what you can do with what you have. Mm-hmm. And be grateful That's for right. what you have because you can do just even a little bit, it sounds like. It's what Patty is saying is yep. better than nothing, right? It's already really better amazing. Better than nothing. So. <laughs> That's right. You can help. You can help. You can't help. You can't help. That's the only way of looking at it. You know, yeah. you don't have to be negative saying, oh, dear, I can't help. You know, I really can't help. Yeah. yeah that's it. If that's the case, then that's the case. That's the case. <laughs> yeah. End of story. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Patty, what brings you the most joy out of what you do? And neither of you are parents, are you? No, we're not. Okay. Well, uh, let me just give you a piece of advice. Okay. A word of advice. It's like asking your parent which one is your favorite child. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what brings me joy? Everything. Hmm. The fact that I'm stepping out the door and getting into my van, you Mm -hmm. know, when I get a call, that brings me joy. Everything. Wow. Everything. You know, the the fact that I'm walking my dog gets me joy. Yes. The, The fact that I say hi to everybody on the street gets me joy. The fact that I help out in some people running for election campaigns and I walk for them or drive them around brings me joy. The fact that Amy and Priya sent me an email saying, hey, we started a podcast, we want to come in, you know, (laughs) brings me joy. (sighs) The fact that Tom outside shook my hands brought me joy because he smiled. Mm -hmm. See, there you go. Right, Tom? (laughs) Well, that's Ben now. Ben is smiling (laughs) and waving. So you can't really ask what brings me joy. It's your life. Your life and your entire life. (laughs) <laughs> so you just woke up and you saw the sunshine. Okay, the fact that you woke up, so, yeah. you know, that's joy in itself. You fully embrace everything you have, everything you do, and oh. the full world around you. Yeah, I fully embrace the act of stupidity, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I turned kind of wired. Oh, well, they brought me joy. I'm laughing now. <laughs> 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 see, see, I did, I did bring you joy, but um, uh, I mean... <laughs> I'm just joking. I I, I I always like to joke about things, and I always like to be self-replicating. But <laughs> that's why we love you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I have a third inspired action from that. Oh, sure. awesome! I think it's to see and feel, and then embrace the joy in everything. <gasps> that's lovely. Yes. So simple. Yeah, see, do, and embrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love how effortless it is for you to say that, Patty, for you to recount your day, even just what happened on your way into the studio and just saying even that Mm -hmm. brings me joy, right? Because a lot of us feel like, oh, you know, I have to commute to do that. And it's going back to your concept of we always feel like we're bound by time. And so then we're so blind and distracted by all these constructs that we're putting blindfolds on ourselves and we can't really see past it. And you know what, Amy, now that you talk about that, I feel like it's all obviously constructs and they're false. I feel like I know for me deep down, I truly do also find joy in everything. Yes. But when we look around us and we see maybe other scenarios of maybe people around us kind of being upset by things or finding it hard to find joy. And maybe, you know, we see like somebody mentioned this example, I think like you're cut off in traffic Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it's so easy, like you said, to get caught up in this external things that are happening that we forget how we actually feel. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, actually, all of these things really do bring me joy. So why am I even looking at it any other way? Yeah. Yep. Yes. And there's so many things to be grateful for. That's true. So, you know, we just enjoy life <laughs> the way you're supposed to enjoy. And then the way it's supposed to be enjoyed, which is every moment, just stepping out, looking at the colors, walk down the street and just look at the colors, smell the air, live life to what it is. Hmm. I love that, Patty. Thank you. And so before we conclude some of the things that we've learned from you in this beautiful episode, I would love to just ask you a final question of how can the community in the Bay Area or whoever is listening to us right now help in what you are doing every day? Or what would you like to say to them? Selfishly, if they want to help a Daily Bull, they can always make a, a donation. Dailybull.org slash donate. We are on PayPal. So you're more than welcome to PayPal us. That's a very selfish. I'll always take money. But it's yeah. not really selfish because you're doing something you selfless. are doing that to help other yeah. people. <laughs> but, you know. Really, but, there's no selfish element true. about it. But but if, if we're to look at the other way around, let's go back to the $1,200. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the $1,200. You don't, you don't want to waste $1,200. So if the produce is blemished, buy it. Mm. If the produce is nearing the expiry, sell by, use by date, buy it, use it. Eat it, okay? yes. One, so you're not wasting it and it's, it's not going into landfill. And compost as well. And compost as well. The other point is, you know, you get an opportunity volunteer at places where they do a huge outreach into the less fortunate sections or for members of our community. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying you have to live in their shoes, but I'm saying you have to look at the shoes that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. I have noticed this. And, you know, the fact that when they come in, they are really embarrassed to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when they see somebody helping them with a smile, it changes everything. It changes the entire uh, dynamic. It goes back to what you said in the beginning of the episode. You talked about the example of if you smile at somebody on the street, it you changes. might change their day. That's the message I have to your community. I don't want to say your audience. Yes. I want to say your community because mm-hmm. you are the ambassadors of joy. Mm-hmm. And that is a community. Mm-hmm. Okay, Thank you. It's a joyful community. And that community are now being the ambassadors to spread joy everywhere. Yes. Okay. So go ahead, smile. Go ahead. Don't smile. But that's your positive thing. Don't mess with me. I don't want to smile with you. Okay, that's fine. That's your outlook in Mm -hmm. life, which Mm -hmm. means you're being positive. Mm -hmm. Your positive is also your negative. But to your community, I would say every little thing you do in life has an impact. A Newtonian law. Equal mm. and opposite reaction. That's so beautiful. Mm. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. And Patty. what is the website for Daily Bowl again? Dailybowl.org. D A I L Y B O W L dot org. And on Instagram, we are at Daily Bowl UC. Thank you so much, Patty. And I just want to say one last thing that what you had just described is really the epitome of compassion, which is the ability to love and to spread joy and to actually observe, not in a way that Mm -hmm. will paralyze you to take action, but will actually inspire you to take action, even if it's just giving someone a smile. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. My pleasure. (laughs) 
my pleasure. <laughs> and it's like I said at the onset of the show, anytime Amy and Priya call me, I'm there. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> We're so blessed. Priya, would you like to recap the three inspired actions? I would love to. And we'll set the intention. So the first one, again, borrowing inspiration from the lovely Patty Iyer, who's here with us, is to, for those of us who want to really do something great and drive a lot of impact, to leverage our curiosity, to start to build momentum towards the thing that we want to achieve. The second one is in reaching for these big dreams. It helps to stay positive, and one way that we can do that is by just taking a step back and being grateful mm-hmm. for what we have. That's right. Seeing the positives in everything around us. And the last one is to see, to feel, and to embrace the joy in everything. That's right. And in every day that every we day have. Every day that's, yeah, yes. yeah. Amy, would you like to um, do the chimes so we can take a few moments to let these inspired actions sink in? Yes. Thank you so much to everybody for tuning into episode 10, our final episode of season one. Of ambassadors of joy, it was so much fun, and it was so great to have Patty with us here for the last episode of season one. It was such, such a such a joy. So, thank you. What an amazing person to have for our final episode of the season. You know, again, this concept of the Maharishi effect, this concept of being ambassador of joy, this idea of really embracing the world that we live in, the life that we have, and taking these moments to spread joy, positivity, and happiness in any way we can. So spread the joy with us. Be an ambassador of joy with us. Give a smile to somebody you see out in the street or the person you're sitting next to right now listening to this episode and please share this episode with the people in your life and check out our website ambassadorsofjoy.love and also if you feel so inclined check out dailybull.org and lend a hand to our community and we'll see you all in season two We will see you all in season two. If you have any books or guests you recommend that we cover next season, drop us a line and we'll see you soon. 